Hello friend, I am Maria, and welcome to the Conversations with My Higher Self podcast. This show is about spirituality, higher realms, the mysteries of the universe, and source consciousness. I use hypnosis to get into a deep theta state where I am able to connect to and embody my higher self. This particular episode is from a series we call Conversations with a Collective. In this series, I'm accessing the depth and the breadth of the collective human consciousness on planet Earth. What unfolds is a monologue that is dictated by the questions and comments that I receive back from the collective. Enjoy! Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Conversations with a Collective. In this format, it's somewhat new, not terribly new, it's a little bit new. Um, I get to access the depth and the breadth of the human collective consciousness. And I like these, um, these episodes a lot because it really allows me and enables me to interact with the entirety of you. I get to tap into your collective energy as well as the individual energy of people, beings that are asking me questions. Um, a part of this session today is going to be Q&A. Um, I will definitely give you a chance to ask me questions. But um, we are discussing a topic today, a topic that is near and dear to my heart, a topic that unfortunately does not get discussed as often on the face of planet Earth as I'd like for it to be discussed. And the topic is your ancestral lineage. Uh, I believe we made a couple of episodes in the past about ancestors, connecting to your ancestors, etc., etc. However, This is a very, very, very rich topic. This is something that I could probably write multiple books on. And working with your lineage, understanding your lineage, benefiting from your lineage, as well as healing your lineage, is a lifelong process. It's not a one and done situation. So I think that as much as you know, we already or already tapped into these energies. I think it's time for us to take a deeper dive. Yeah, so very excited to talk to you guys today about ancestors, your ancestors. Um, yeah, I will probably get started with a quick overview of things that um, maybe you don't know that you don't know, things that you do know that you don't know, and a little bit just to give you a quick flavor, a quick overview of the topic, and then we will dive right into the questions. By the way, if at any point in time, something that I'm saying does not resonate with you or you are confused about, feel free to, you know, kind of like raise your energetic hand and I will get that message and I will be able to address it with you in real time. All right, ancestors, let's dive right in. Both of your lineages, very much knowingly so, and very much by design, make up a big chunk of who you are. Depending on your configuration as an individual human, you may be up to 80% comprised of the energy of your ancestry lines. So for those of you that have been following this podcast, there is an episode that we did around, um, I believe, energy body. It was um, that basically discussed Um, the fact that you as a being, currently incarnated being, you're comprised of three predominant energy sources. The first energy stream, energy source, is your higher self. 
And then there are two energy streams, one donated by each of the lineages, uh, one from your dad's side, one from your mom's side, ancestral lineages. So essentially you are a composition, a sum total of three lineages, sorry, three energy streams. However, not all of them are created equal. In other words, out of the three streams, it's not like each of them is 33.33%. It may be so that one of the streams is dominating and um, two other streams may, may be subordinate. Or you can have two dominating streams and one stream is subordinate. For instance, right, it may be that based on your particular configuration, your higher self donated the bulk of the energy or your ancestry lines donated the bulk of the energy. Now, there are many reasons how an individual human is being created. There are many reasons for the balance and the composition of that individual human. Generally speaking, um, like I said, up to 80% of your energy could be um, the energy that is donated by two of your lineages, right? So there are humans alive and well today that have 20% of their energy being donated from the higher self and 80% being donated by their lineages. Now, if you look at this from the grander perspective, the energy of your ancestors is just another form of the energy of planet Earth. It's just another form of the energy of Gaia. A lineage on planet Earth does not get created unless Mother Gaia blesses it and unless Mother Gaia wants to actively participate in the creation of its lineage of that lineage. The creation of a lineage, of a lineage is, is that thus a symbiotic process. It's a collaborative process between the two founders of the lineage and Mother Gaia energies. There is always the big why. There's always the reason why a certain lineage chooses or is chosen to come into existence. There's generally some problem or some mission that this, you know, that problem that um, this lineage is solving or some, some mission that it has. And those missions are generally in alignment with where Gaia is at any point in time. So you can think of Gaia, right, as a being, as a planet, as a system, ecosystem, that is undergoing its own evolution. And as a byproduct of that experience, it, there's a set of desires that Gaia has. And some of these desires might be new or up-and-coming desires, like something that Gaia didn't um, want to do before, but now, you know, she may have a desire. I'll can, I can give you some quick examples. For instance, one desire of motherhood, uh, sorry, one desire uh, of Gaia could be um, promoting motherhood or let's say cleansing the energies and the vibrations of motherhood on planet Earth. And as such, um, Gaia may want, you know, essentially what she does is she sends out a call to different beings of light. And as part of that call, she says, hey, I need lineages to come through and help me essentially build or create environments, experiences where the energy of motherhood can be perfected on planet Earth. And from that call or a calling, if you will, these beings of light that are on the other side of the matrix uh, listening in may resonate with that calling and they may come here to establish a lineage that as its mission 
is going to have that which Gaia just called into existence, which is the perfection of the celebration of motherhood energies on, on planet Earth. So this is how lineages tend to get created. Now, there are certain templates that are kind of a little bit like evergreen templates for Gaia. Um, there are, or, or, And the templates are determined by a set of challenges that are very ever-present in the in the vibrations of Gaia. So let's just say that there are certain challenges that are quote unquote normal for planet Earth to be solving for. One of these challenges is relationships. Like this is a great planet to practice relationships. This is a great planet to practice self-identity. This is a great planet to practice pursuing your own path or your own unique talent, despite what society tells you to do. So all of these desires of Gaia or energies of Gaia by definition, already have templates that could be used by beings to form new lineages. In other words, in other words, right? Let me take it back a step. The energies that you borrow from your ancestors are the energies that you borrow essentially from Gaia herself, right? Because your body comes from elements that are part of earth consciousness and part of the earth element. You cannot have a a set of armor in the form of your body in any other way. That being said, Gaia has blessed every single being that comes onto this planet. And again, that is also a symbiosis. But going back to, line- to the lineages, there is a sacred contract that is created between planet Earth and every single lineage that gets birthed here. During that time, the founding souls, there's um, generally two, two founders, male and female, uh, as a rule, as a rule, by the way, uh, we're going to step into the evolution of lineage creation down the road, especially as humanity steps onto the path of more technology and more technological advancements around artificial insemination. There are going to be other templates that are going to be created with three and more beings, actually. And down the road with just one being who could be the herald and the founding um, entity being of the lineage. But as a rule right now, there are two main founders, the male and the female, who establish a sacred contract with the soul of Gaia. And in that sacred contract, certain things that are being jotted down, certain things that are being written up are essentially what is the mission and the purpose of this lineage? And what is that energetic exchange? What would the give and take between that lineage and planet Gaia look like? Because the give and take is not created equal. Let me repeat that. The give and take between different lineages and planet Gaia is not created equal. What does that mean? The energy that you require, your lineage requires from Gaia, and the energy that your lineage pledges to give off as a byproduct of its existence, are not created equal for different lineages. In fact, both are written up in a sacred contract format as your lineage is being established. Let me give you a quick example. Let's just say that as a lineage, one of your missions is the preservation of diversity of the species of Gaia. Let's just say that whoever were the two founders of the lineage that is something that really excited them and inspired them so 
the energy uh, that they choose to give out, right, in the ideal way, would be the energy that is conducive with more diversity on planet Earth, right? So most likely diversity uh, and nature um, operates, like this lineage most likely would operate at the heart level, right? Because it's at the heart center that we perceive unity. Nature vibrates at the heart center, right? So most likely the energy that this lineage would choose to give out would be the energy of the heart, the emerald green energy of the heart, right? And not only that, but but the other type of like output that this lineage would have would potentially be action, the energy of action that somehow results in the preservation of natural habitats of certain animals or the preservation of the populations of these animals, right? Now, the energy that is required, you know, so like, let's say that's the outcome, right? And Gaia knows, okay, by the virtue of me having the sacred contract with this lineage, I am going to get back healthy action, you know, as it relates to one of my kingdoms, the animals kin- uh, the animal kingdom, as well as I'm going to get back healthy, mature, healing green energies of the heart, because that is the mission of this lineage. Now, of course, energy doesn't come out of nowhere. And so the energy has to come from essentially Gaia originally to give birth, to give the spark of light, that original flame, so that that lineage can even be established in the first place. Now, the founding family of this lineage gets to select, gets to choose what type of energies it requires from Gaia and in what capacity, as in, they may say, okay, Gaia, we require the energy of, um, say, the yellow center from you, right? Like you would need to feel to fuel our yellow center of identity so we can, you know, have confidence around our mission. We also require for you to donate, um, you know, some natural energies of your heart to us so we can do this work for you. And we also require for you to donate some energies of, the throat spectrum, you know, throat, uh, throat chakra to us so that we can be almost like contagious with our word and the way that we would bring about this mission uh, would be through the words that we speak, right? That may be a sacred contract. Now, if you guys are confused and enough of you are, Gaia has in some capacity every energy that, like every type of energy for the main seven chakras, as in, you don't only have to go to Father Son to fill up your solar plexus. You don't only have to go to the energy of Source to fill up your crown. You could go to Gaia for all of these. Now, does she have unlimited amounts of each of them? The answer is no, but it has enough to be able to fuel your lineage, right? So essentially, when the lineage is formed, this type of contract is is drafted and it governs the interchange, the exchange of energy, the what do we take and what do we give off. In the process of evolution for each of the lineage, in the process of its existence, each lineage goes through an arc. Um, very often in the fulfillment of that mission, you would go through, you kind of would start from scratch generally, uh, you would you may start from your shadow aspects and then you know over time you would complete the full arc 
whereas you know you would be able to finally fulfill the mission of that lineage when the mission of the lineage is fulfilled to a hundred you know by essentially a hundred percent to the utmost degree the lineages generally get uh, dispersed so that energy actually the, the lineage would um stop existing like if you if we look at life cycles of lineages new ones get created all the time and the old ones go to die um very often very often the lineage again um so the lineage can stop its existence in in two main for two main reasons by the way what do i mean by lineage stopped at existence if if there are no more children that are coming into the lineage essentially there are no more offspring the lineage is essentially dead so if there are no more offspring no more new souls coming into the lineage lineage essentially dies off and all of the original energies that are supporting that lineage are going to go back to mother gaia to be reformulated recycled and reused for future lineages so like i I said earlier there are two main reasons why the lineages may um end up dying out or completing their existence one is if they're so far away from that original thought original desire original mission that the four founders had there is no way back or essentially the way back is so hard convoluted and complicated that it's not even worth to try it in the first place then the lineage can be dismantled generally it happens very consciously and there's almost like a round table that gets assembled at higher levels and the founding couple as well as Gaia, as well as the guardians of the lineage, the keepers of the lineage, uh, as well as the elders of the lineage gather together and they make that decision. If the decision to close down the lineage, um, eradicate the lineage is made, then the energy of the lineage gets goes back to Gaia, as well as whatever the loose ends that still may exist in terms of karmic knots, they would get uploaded to the Akashic Record field and if there's any information that is needed for the development of the souls of the lineage that at one point contributed their energy to that lineage that is going to be um, uploaded to their own personal akashic record field that way no no information is being lost um yeah and essentially you know if, if that so way one that lineages get dissolved is when the path of realigning with the mission is just not a very likely path the second um and a more optimal um the ideal way is when the lineage actually reaches its mission reaches its pinnacle and as such is no longer needed within the constraints of the template that it was was created in the first place right so in this particular instance right for this lineage that we spoke about earlier that was meant and destined and was born to be able to preserve the species, um, the natural, the the animal species on this planet. Let's just say there isn't a utopian point in the future where there's just so much variety and animals are not going extinct at all. And so that lineage perceives that they've met, they've reached that utopian goal then essentially the lineage may be dissolved and then of course it's celebrated as a great victory but um essentially it's like a um, 
there's no game to play. Once you like achieve the ultimate final destination for the lineage, that game or that mission that they lived towards does not make sense anymore. It is not inspiring. It is not stimulating. And so they choose to um, leverage the energy in different ways, right? So the universe doesn't like wasting energy. So um, in, in this particular case, when the lineage is no longer... Uh, it has nothing else to strive for. Again, the, the energy goes back to Gaia. Very often, the same group of souls, though, that incarnated in this lineage would go ahead and establish a new lineage with a whole new mission. And they would kind of like throw in their hats into the ring and say, hey, let's do this again. Now the stakes are higher. You know, now we've been there, done that. We are these evolved souls and we have... We have a successful track record. It's kind of like almost like having, you know, um, sometimes entrepreneurs, you know, like your first business is kind of like really hard, but like if you're a serial entrepreneur, supposedly gets easier over time. So I think it's kind of like the same logic here. Um, you know, if, if you've successfully as a founding couple, right, if you successfully take on, create a lineage, take it to fruition, exit it successfully, then arguably it's easier for you to take on a harder mission down the road and do something maybe uh, even more lofty. Um, very often, younger souls, when there are younger souls that come and create lineages on planet Earth, they would start with goals that are centered around either their immediate vicinity or themselves. For example, um, one type of uh, one type of um, lineage mission that could be created is conquer fear right so it's a, it's an internal goal which is not to say that it's bad it's just something that um impacts the lineage but may not necessarily impact the planetary galactic or intergalactic levels right um or another type of selfish mission could be um learn how to uh, be generous you know so there could be whole lineages around learning how to be generous. And, you know, with thousands upon thousands of incarnating souls in each one, right? Again, there's not right or wrong answer. Generally, souls that are older and they've been there and done that, they tend to either pick harder missions, like bringing in a whole new template or a whole new archetype onto the planet could be considered like a complicated mission, or they would kind of go outside of their comfort zone, outside of their own vicinity, and take on collective missions. So missions that impact lives of multiple people, such as changing the destiny of a particular region, a particular country, or the course of planetary evolution in its entirety, right? So the mission of the lineage could be awaken as many people to 5D consciousness as possible, that is a like on a 3D planet. That could be a legitimate mission of the lineage. And you'd be surprised how many lineages with that precise mission were birthed in the past 2,000 years. Quite a lot. Quite a lot. This one was a template that was used and abused because a lot of um, star seeds wanted to come through and they had to come through through uh, lineages, you know, obviously. So they had to incarnate. And so there was a demand also, even from outside of Gaia at the galactic level for uh, star seed lineages to be anchored here. Now, there's nothing new under the sun. 
there's been uh, extraterrestrial lineages here for, uh, you know, millions of years. Uh, but, you know, as you know, it's always the ebbs and the flows, the peaks and the valleys. So it just happened. So in the past 2000 years, there's been um, a surge uh, and, and, and more demand for, you know, buy the star seeds uh, for lineages that could house them. What do I mean by that? Also an interesting, uh, interesting topic to explore. As you, you know, essentially what I said right right j- just now was that starseeds were looking for lineages to incarnate, which probably should tell you that not every lineage is made perfect for, you know, every single soul that is out there. In fact, the clusterization principle of energy, like attracts like, or the attraction principle, if you want to simplify it a little bit, works in lineage science as well. Lineage science is essentially the science of energy that explains how lineages are formed, like the why behind them. Uh, This whole learning that we're going through is the science of lineages. But essentially, if like attracts like, then unless your vibrations, your vibrations match at soul level, match the vibrations of a particular lineage, or your mission matches the uh, mission of the particular lineage, then it's going to be very hard for you to come in contact with that lineage. So star seeds require, especially by, by star seeds, um, and you know, any higher dimensional, high vibrational frequency beings it doesn't have to be star seeds. It could just be, you know, a soul that is used to incarnating in some through nine dimensional through ninth dimensional planets, and all of a sudden it comes into three D. That is a big. <laughs> um, it's a big descent. Um, it's 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 a quite uh, quite a complicated mission, but you know they kind of just plug into any lineage. That lineage has to be high vibrational enough or clean enough, clear enough for them to be able to um, be attracted um, to these high vibrating souls. And that's why um, in the past 2000 years, a lot of new lineages were created because the, the older lineages of planet Earth contained within themselves so much karma that cleaning that was a full-time job for many, many, many light workers, for many, many, many incarnations. So it was decided at the galactic level that a lot of new lineages um, would be birthed and a lot of them would come, uh, you know, and... and be created in a way that would be able to welcome star seeds. In other words, let me um, you know take it a step uh, a notch down because not you know, obviously not everybody listening to this podcast is a star seed or cares to learn about about star seeds in the first place. What is interesting though, and that is the one thing that's when we're going to start bringing it home for you guys. If you look at your own lineage, or both of them for that matter, there is something about you at soul level that is making you resonate with that lineage. Make no mistake. Because there's no other way that you would have been able to come into this particular lineage. What does this mean? That means that your light is aligned with that lineage. And that means that your shadow is aligned to that lineage. Because every lineage, essentially, um, is like a two... It's kind of like a two-sided river. I know it's two-sided river is like such a weird term. But every lineage is a combination of the good and, and, and the bad, uh, the, the, the light and the darkness. And again, 
take that with a grain of salt because I'm not passing judgment here. I'm just merely trying to explain to you how life works. So in very coherent lineages that have done a lot of healing, the energy of the lineage is represented by one river. However, most lineages on planet Earth are not very coherent, cohesive lineages. So they're going to be somewhat segregated in terms of their energy. So the way I would perceive them from my perspective is almost like two parallel rivers that are running. And one is going to be the river of white diamond, diamond desk pearlescent energy. And the other one is going to be the black river, essentially, or the darker river. And depending on which river is more is like wider deeper more potent you know you could kind of like do a reading so to say on the health the overall health and state of the lineage right you know there are lineages where the white river is exceptionally tiny and you know it's it's almost like feels like a baby stream whereas like the black side is is really like a torrent of the fjords and then you have complete reverse like there's all kinds of different configurations here now over time right if you're doing enough healing on the lineage the two rivers are going to be merged into one specific frequency by the way it doesn't mean that the the good and the bad are mixing up it's uh, your shadow aspect right it's not just the bad it's also all the stuff that is in your subconscious so by bringing a lot of the trauma into the conscious mind you're going to be able to kind of like almost unite these two rivers so what going back to my original statement though and why we went to this whole river discussion in the first place so um you as a human that incarnated in this lineage are perfectly aligned to the lineage both of the lineages by the way that you came into so your light is going to be aligned and your shadow, your motivations are going to be aligned with those of your ancestors, as well as the things that you're still working on. For example, I, let's say that one of your things is you're worried about being a bad mom or you just have some, some kind of like bad mom karma. Chances are, you know, there are many women in your lineage that are struggling with a concept of motherhood. So the likelihood that you are this unique special snowflake with a mom's issue or the issue with being a mother and and you know let, let's say that that is your shadow and that or that is like your pain that you're holding inside um there's almost no way that nobody else in your lineage is going through that experience or went through that experience in the past because otherwise your shadow would not have been aligned to the shadow of this river right by the way however we want to energetically represent lineages essentially it's all one soup essentially energy is there are no two tracks there are no two like you know um energy is always mixed up no matter how we we want to paint it in our heads right for easier understanding so either way the good the bad the bad the ugly and the everything in the in between is already going to be part of that energetic soup and as such Either way, you're the perfect match for the lineages that you came into, which is like the big, big, big insight, because by understanding the trauma of your ancestors, by understanding the traumas of your relatives, you can start healing yourself. And it goes the other way around. By healing yourself, you get to understand and heal the traumas of your relatives 
and you can understand and heal the traumas of your ancestors. So very often you guys think of lineages as kind of like almost like a line of people. It, it is not necessarily a bad way to think of that because generally speaking the back side of your body represents the past the front side of your body represents the future right so if you imagine that you're standing in a line of people and that represents your lineage let's say it's on your mom's side and then in front of you are all of the people that are going to come after you and then towards the back of you all the people that came before you would just be one link in that chain however i will tell you this this line is actually more of a circle. So every lineage is more of an ancestral circle. And that is one big paradigm that I hope to bring here by having this conversation with you. Stop thinking of your lineages as lines and start thinking of your lineages as interconnected ecosystems or circles. So you have your familial circle on your mom's side and you have your familial circle on your dad's side. Why is it a circle? It's because you, as a part of that circle, impact the past, the present, and the future of that lineage. By the virtue of you coming into that lineage, you are either going to serve towards you know, more separation in that lineage and more karma being created, or towards the healing. Like you're gonna serve, like you're gonna impact it one way or another. Right. Hardly ever are there incarnations that are neutral. Generally, either you bring some positivity or you bring some negativity. There is no other way. Right. So just get start getting present to the fact that you really matter. If you thought that nobody cares and nobody sees and nobody notices what you're up to day in and day out, washing your dishes and all of the thoughts that you're thinking in your head, you know, you know, all of the positivity and all of that. If you think nobody is going to ever find out you're wrong. Because it's going to impact every single ancestor of yours that came before you. And it's going to ha- uh, to impact every single person in your lineage that's going to come after you. Because you are connected. You are in a circle. You are essentially holding hands of every single person that was ever born in your lineage. Okay. I, listen, like I said, this is a very rich topic for me. I could talk about it for the next nine hours and not run out of things to talk about. I wanted to give the collective the chance to ask me questions. I will not take, I will see, Let, let's start with one question first. If you have a question around ancestors or lineages that you believe would serve humanity and the listeners of this podcast, come forward. I am ready to take on your question. Okay, great question. A girl is asking or saying, um, the statement is, I don't feel connected to my, my lineage. As in, I think I've chosen to remove myself from it. And essentially, she's struggling with two things. First, she doesn't feel like she belongs. And two, she's like, how do I get back? You know, because she's kind of left... Uh, she didn't leave the, the lineage specifically, but she left her house. She's had a falling out with her parents, and now she's struggling to get back. This this is, um, although this may seem like a very uh, particular 
example, what she's bringing up is a very, very, very important topic. First, how do I like? So let let's address the issue about belonging. All right, belonging. When you come into a family, you belong into that family. As in, there is no other way for you to be birthed into that family if you don't belong. So if you somehow in your head think that your parents didn't want you, or or even if you know that they didn't want you, if somehow you think that you are an accident and you were not meant to be birthed or whatever, that is all BS. Because there would have been no, absolutely no way in a billion years for you to come into that lineage unless the lineage was able and willing to accept you, unless they saw how you fit into the grand puzzle of that lineage. So by the definition, there is no way that you're not connected to your lineage. However, in your particular case, and enough of you are in the same boat. So if it resonates, if it resonates with you, this one's for you. Enough of you, 20% of you, have made conscious decisions to separate yourself from your family or your ancestry one way or another. That decision may have come in many different ways, shapes, and sizes. Some of it could be moving out of your house or home from your parents when they were really against you moving out and you decided to go because you knew it was time. Or if you had to Um, immigrate to another country and your parents were not very on board with that idea. Very often when you immigrate into another country and your parents stay in the other country, you create a little bit of a rift in your lineage. It's almost like you belong to it, but you don't belong to it. Or if you had a falling out with any of your relatives. I mean, obviously there are borderline examples where like one of your parents or one of your relatives is like, you're not a daughter to me. You're not a son to me anymore. You know, like when there's like that kind of drama or like, I don't want to see you ever again. Like these types of like familial curses. And by the way, these are not just words. These are familial curses. So I would like for you guys to start owning them for what they truly are. They're not just mere words. Nothing is. A word, (laughs) please refer to the episode of Logos on Logos, is a sacred contract, whether you'd like it or not, that you make with the universe. So just be careful before you make lofty claims around you're not my daughter, not my son, not my mother or any type uh, statement like that because at face value, it is a word. At the value of energy and reality, it is a claim and a stake in the ground that creates a rift in the energetic field of the planet and definitely creates a big, big, big gap in your familial lineage. Anyhow, so if you feel like, if you feel somehow that you're not connected to either um, familial circle, whether on your mom's side or on, on the dad's side, and especially if you could think of a moment in your life, a moment in time, or a particular circumstance or event that happened that you feel created a rift between you and your lineage, we're going to do a really, really quick practice. You guys, you are never benefiting from being away from your lineage energetically. Even if your parents were the worst goddamn parents in the entire universe and galaxy, I don't care. You don't have to talk to them, but you better be part of their energetic structure of that lineage because 
you cannot, you know, I, I guess, <sighs> I was going to say, you cannot consciously uncouple from your lineage. The answer is you can, you can, you just, sh you shouldn't do that. I have seen that happen. I have seen people specifically cut ties with their lineage. I don't recommend that. I don't recommend that. Even if you want to start a new lineage, you want to do that with the help of your ancestors. You don't want to do that on your own. Because the, here's why. Gaia, as your great mother, has reserved and is sharing a specific set of energies with your lineage, with you being the beneficiary. It's kind of like she's sending you checks, that you can cash in the bank account of the universe, energetic checks. And those checks have your name on it. Nobody else in your lineage can cash them out. So when you yourself say, hey, I kind of don't want to belong to this lineage anymore, Gaia still sends you these checks, but you cannot cash them anymore. By the way, she's not going to send you any other checks because she's already sending you checks here. Just because you don't want to cash these ones out doesn't mean that somewhere, you know, in another in, in another cabinet or another P.O. box, there is going to be another check waiting for you with your name on it. There is not going to be, right? So in other words, you don't benefit by consciously or subconsciously leaving your lineage. You really don't. So you don't want to cut yourself off from your own abundance stream. That is the absolute worst idea you guys could possibly come up with. Okay, for this particular exercise, we're going to do this really, really quickly. If you feel like you somehow are not as plugged into the rest of your lineage as you could be or you should be, we're going to do a quick exercise. Imagine that you are, well, actually imagine a tree. We'll do it real simple. Imagine that there is a tree. And the tree represents um, your familial lineage, whichever one you feel you had a falling out of. If you feel like you, you had a falling out of both of your lineages, like for in this particular instance, if you had a fight with both your mom and your dad, you're going to have to repeat this practice a second time for the second parent. But first things first, you start with one lineage, whichever is the most pressing, and you look at the tree of that lineage. In a meditative state, you can, you know, you obviously want to close your eyes. You want to start, start with deep breaths in and out, in and out. Look at that tree. It is going to be a very specific tree, a very particular kind of tree, right? You can observe that tree. You can walk around. The tree is growing. Um, the tree is growing somewhere, by the way. Uh, I'm not going to tell you where the tree is growing because for different people, it grows in very, very different circumstances. And you really want to pay attention where your familial tree is growing. For some of you, the tree is going to grow in the night. For some of you, the tree is going to grow in the daytime. Healthy lineages and healthy trees always grow straight under the sun. Uh, healthy trees, family trees, always have a very strong root system. So as you're examining that tree, you will be able to tell intuitively, or sometimes you can even, you know, zoom in and go underground and you can examine the root system of that tree. Very often healthy trees, like I said, healthy families have a very strong root system. 
the families that are not so healthy and the families that don't respect the the ones that came before right if there is not that reverence if there is not like a remembrance or respect for your ancestors very often there's going to be some problem with the root system you're either going to see some animal or otherwise you know clawing at the roots or somehow damaging the roots or the roots might be uh burned out you know burned up or anything is really a possibility here so many things could go wrong with the roots or sometimes the tree uh grows in a very damp swampy area and then you know the uh, the roots are not going to be healthy because of that either so you could spend the time examining your tree and you could learn a lot about your lineage how healthy it is um, by understanding really like look at the trunk like is the trunk really strong is the trunk really thick is the trunk does it feel like it's able to support the life of that tree very well right so that is going to give you some semblance of understanding of how healthy a lineage is and now look uh, on the tree there's all these branches all these branches are beautiful you know hopefully right now of course i've seen all kinds of lineages and you know some branches are completely dried up right we're not doing that right now first things first i don't want to get sidetracked because at this point it started scanning scanning humanity and i'm like whoa okay <laughs> we need to do so much work here you guys so much work uh, i don't know that a, a one episode is going to cut it um now what you need to be present like first things first we're just trying to bl- plug you back into your lineage notice that there is a tree branch there is a tree branch on that tree that is not attached to the trunk somehow you know it's kind of like floating in ether in the air hanging out suspended you know in the air but it's not attached to the tree but you see how funny you're the branch and anybody passing by the tree would know that this branch belongs to this tree you know that it doesn't belong to a tree next to it you know that it doesn't belong to ten, uh, to, to the tree that's 10 steps down you know that this branch belongs to this particular tree because it's like hovering around this tree however it almost like does not belong to it either right for many different reasons what you want to do is you want to take that branch that represents you and plug yourself back into the trunk of that tree exactly where it belongs there is a place on that tree trunk or on that tree maybe on another branch or whatever that is a perfect place where you used to be attached it's kind of like your place within the matrix of that tree within the body of that tree so you want to reattach yourself back to that particular spot. And as you reattach yourself back to that particular spot, what you want to imagine is that there is a golden thread of light that is starting to work and mend the broken connection between you and the tree, plugging you back into the network. You know, that connection, give it some time to come back to life give it some time to be resurrected fully Uh, we're using the golden thread here because the golden flame is a flame of resurrection right so it is really perfect as an energy imprint 
for when we are trying to get back to the original state of something or the state of perfection of something, right? And allow it to sit there. And then what you want to do is you want to imagine that there, um, there is a stream of nutrients, water, nutrients, minerals, everything that the tree and the branch needs to grow, that you need to grow, that are starting to come up from the soil under that tree, right? Through the root system. Like the roots are going to be absorbing all of those minerals and all of the liquids, everything that you need from essentially planetary, planetary energies from Mother Gaia. And then they're going to travel up the stream of the trunk of that tree. And as that energy, as that nurturing energy nears and approaches your branch, you feel and you sense its power. And then just take that all in. Take that ancestral bliss. Take that nurturing. Take all of that energy in and allow it to come into the parts of your body that it's supposed to go into. So now, right, like you're both the tree branch, but you're also this human, right, that is sitting in this meditative state. And you will see exactly, like think about, I want you to focus on your physical body now. What parts of your body have been malnourished and have not gotten enough support from your ancestral lineage up until right now? You know what parts they are. So, and by the way, even if you have a healthy relationship with your lineage, you can still do this exercise. So imagine that that energy now is the energy from your familial tree is traveling to the parts of your physical body that are malnourished, that are unattended, that have been neglected. And as you're imagining that, feel that nurturing energy from your ancestry line, ancestry familial circle, come back and nurture those spots of your body. Come back and, and essentially be anchored in the parts of your body that have been malnourished. So it's kind of like dropping baby anchors, right? In the different parts of your body. A lot of you would need an anchor in the neck, I can tell you that much. Enough of you need the anchors in your shoulder blades, both of them, by the way. Enough of you need an anchor around your waist, right, on both sides of your body. Enough of you need anchors in your knees. And enough of you need anchors in the soles of your feet. However, some of you are also going to need anchors in some internal organs. For some of you, your hearts have been malnourished. For others, your kidneys have been malnourished. For still others, your livers. So really pay attention. And make sure that your physical body is finally starting to get the nourishment that it deserves. Yeah, so going back to the question from the collective, right? If you feel like you don't belong... Or if somebody said something hurtful to you, forgive them. You know, whoever in your lineage said something to you that doesn't, you know, didn't bode right with you, forgive them. And know that you have always, from day zero of your life, before you drew your first breath, you've belonged to that lineage. And 
without you, the mission of that lineage may not be complete. Because without you, that tree cannot grow to the heights that it's meant to grow. So not only do you belong to that lineage, but you are completely indispensable. That lineage cannot go on without you. So step into your power. Step into the rest of your energies. And start intermingling, start intermixing, because here's another aspect of the magic of ancestry that is quite powerful. One plus one equals one million. What I mean by that is when the familial energies, because of, again, of the clusterization principle, amplify each other in more ways than one. So once you rejoin the beautiful tree trunk, the beautiful tree of your familial lineage, you're going to be amplified. You're not going to even believe that. Because it's kind of like the same. Imagine that you were a color, right? And your color was pink. Your lineage is more pink. Is the same exact color, right? So as they kind of like join you, like you can imagine that as hairs, you know, like they say splitting hairs, but in this case, it's like the reverse of splitting hairs is like the joining back of the hairs. Now imagine you were this like one lone pink hair. You don't have a lot of power. But if there are a thousand pink hairs and they're all exactly the same, then you have power. Then you're mighty. So that's exactly what I'm saying, right? So plug yourself back into your lineage. Okay, I like this. I like this question. I thought it was very insightful. This is not where I would have gone, but I would I would want to take um I want to take one more question from the collective actually because I like this one so much. Um anything that is going to serve listeners of this podcast or humanity at large that is related to ancestry. Speak now. I'm taking the question. Ooh, my favorite question. Thank you so much. Okay. This poor woman wants to help her lineage. But at the energetic level, she is like standing in the middle of the muddiest river you could imagine. And she is trying to like take a cup and try to clean that muddy river, that muddy water with a cup of like goodness, right? As in. She is really struggling, you guys, because she knows, right, that her lineage is not that great. There's something about the karma of that lineage that is not healthy. And she really wants to help, but she really doesn't know how. Um, what is the question? Okay. She's uh, asking, how do I make sure that my actions matter? How do I make sure that whatever work that I put into the healing of my lineage, the cleaning of my lineage is really going to pay off? Because she's doing a lot of really, really, really hard work, but does not necessarily see any of the difference. She believes that no matter how hard she tries, she's like, I'm thinking positive. I'm thinking good thoughts. I'm doing this, that, and the other thing. I'm bettering myself. You know, I'm, I'm doing all this healing on myself, but somehow she still feels like she's not able to move the needle for that lineage. I, the reason I love this question is because I... Seriously, I seriously wish every single one of you could start with a question of what could I do for my lineage instead of asking what could my lineage do for me? Because according to the great reciprocity principle, you cannot receive until you give. 
Now, obviously, obviously, as a byproduct of that lineage, you are supported by your lineage no matter what. But if the lineage that you came into is not at its prime, if it is weighed down by all this karma, if it is weighed down by all this darkness and the weight of all of the mistakes that were made, etc., 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 it's going to be exceptionally hard for you to benefit from those energies because garbage in, garbage out. Pardon my French. The only energy that your lineage can get, give to you, is that which it already has. So if by definition, its vibration is that of a muddy river, you can only be fed by muddy nutrients and muddy waters. So it's going to be very, very hard for you to be clean, pristine, and, you know, sparkly, like a diamond. Close to impossible, right? And yet we already know that stepping out of the lineage is not an option either. Because then then you're really cutting yourself off from up to 80% of your energy, <laughs> depending on uh, how crazy you want to, you, 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 you know, how crazy your energy composition is. Anyway, I'm really glad actually that this question came through because um, I think that this would be a really good um, a really good topic to end on. I mean, uh, first I'll, I'm going going to do some explanation, then we'll do a practice, and then we'll call it a day. But here's here's what I'm thinking. Uh, first, let's do a quick diagnostic, right? Let's do a quick diagnostic. And by the way, uh, the woman who asked the question, I will tell you exactly exactly how to start fixing your lineage there is a there are many 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 ways to do that there are many exercises that i could give you first let's start with a diagnostic i want you to close your eyes and imagine first start with your mom's side right and then you would want to probably stop this recording rewind it a little bit do this way on dad's side because i'm not going to repeat it twice i don't i don't think it's a good use of your time or my time right some of you are not going to want to do the diagnostic of, on both lineages some of you would so not every listener is created equal so uh since this is a planet of free will you get to do what you want to do and i'm i get to do what i want to do thank you free will uh so we are looking at your mother's lineage first. So you want to imagine that there are two rivers, two rivers, right? Running parallel, kind of like up and down, if you will, or just like there is a valley. And in that valley, there are two rivers. There is the white river and the black river. You want to see which river is larger. Is it the white river or the black river? Which one is more potent? Which one is more powerful which one contains more water within you know for some of you you know if you um you know everybody perceives information differently for enough of you're going to be able to see which river and you would even know by how much you may be like okay well you know uh my you know maybe black river is about one quarter of the size of my white river so essentially this is a really really good diagnostic if your white river is more mighty that means that your mom's lineage it has more good karma, more white karma. If the black river is more prevalent, your lineage has more black karma. Again, nothing wrong with black karma. 
Nothing wrong with black karma. This is a perfect um, dimension for karma, <laughs> right? Not that there is a bad dimension for karma, but this one is particularly perfect because this is, this is a dimension where you go to work. Nobody trusts me. Nobody descends into 3D thinking they're going to have a great time, as in they're going to have an, like, an easy merry-go-round type of situation. So if we all come here to do work. This is a working dimension. Because this is a working dimension, you're almost like one like dark karma because you, you, from my perspective, black karma is kind of like a to-do list. Like imagine you always like uh, woke up and you already had a to-do list. Wouldn't your life be so much easier? You know, like your to-do list would just be like, okay, clean the dishes, you know, do your nails, blah, 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 right? And then like if you're done, you're like truly done. Once you're done with that to-do list, you're good to go. That is how I perceive black car, uh, like bad karma, essentially. Bad karma is your to-do list. Like, what are the five things, 10 things, 20 things, 30 things that you need to work on to get into the promised land, right? And even better, at your lineage, at the, at, 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 like from the vantage point of your lineage, you also have a to-do list in the form of your karma, right? So again, whatever you see, don't worry. It's not like a bad answer. It's not like you just got like got it wrong on a multiple choice question and test. That is not at all what this is all about, right? So like awareness is the first step on the path of understanding and of healing, right? So the quick diagnostic is like, you know, kind of roughly where you stand in terms of a karma. I will tell you, um, a lot like a typical lineage right now is about 45% light, 55% dark. That is a typical lineage on planet Earth today. In other words, you would perceive a, like a, a, enough of you may feel like both rivers are roughly the same size. So if you feel like two rivers are roughly the same size, it's not like something wrong. There's not anything wrong with your inner vision. It is just you, you tend to be um from a typical type lineage in terms of the balance right now of course the healthier your lineage is the bigger the larger the white river is going to be so for the woman in in the question earlier she's standing by the way smack in the middle of the black river trying to take the cup and pour out all the darkness somewhere and that is not a way to deal with karma right? First, you can never transcend blackness energetically with like, by, by trying to make it less black, if that makes sense. You transcend blackness with light. That is like the only way you heal like uh, darker energies is by bringing in light. So trying to make black less black is not necessarily the winning strategy, right? Again, tracking, trying to make something less off as opposed to more off uh, is not necessarily the best strategy. So here's what we're going to do. Imagine Okay. Um, imagine that there is a white waterfall that comes directly from the Divine Mother. 
Divine Mother is the divine aspect of source energy. Divine Mother, also the great she, is the female face of God. She is the state of flow. She is the most nurturing being of existence. She is also the void. Because she is the void, she understands darkness. She's been it in some ways. And so the Great Mother is actually a really amazing healer for lineages that are suboptimal when it comes to black, uh, you know, any, any type of uh, darkness. Anything from like black magic to abandonment to the lack of love. The, the Great She, the Divine Mother, is really, really helpful in. Imagine... And by the way, um, the reason I stumbled here, and I just want you to understand this. The reason I stumbled a little bit with this practice is because when we're doing a practice with Divine Mother, essentially we're going to source consciousness. And I need to get permission. I needed to get permission from this level of Divine Consciousness. She needed to be the Divine Mother, needed to want to step in and help uh, at the planetary level. So just so you understand how rare this is, but we were granted permission and we were granted this gift. Divine Mother chose to step into this practice and for that we all should be grateful. Uh, just so you understand, right? Otherwise I would have given you a different one, but this one is, wow, something else entirely. Imagine that essentially the sky kind of like opens up and there is a hand that goes down, that stretches down from the sky and straight into your black river. And this hand is a female hand. And that is the hand of the Divine Mother. This hand is huge. It's big, you guys. Really, really, really big. Like, right next to this hand, you are like a little, I don't know, like a little speck of dust. <laughs> I don't know, for the lack of a better word. For lack of a better analogy, right? And so, Divine Mother is actually starting to dip her hand into the dark part of the river of your lineage, right? And by the way, Divine Mother and her hand, it's her healing hand that she's sharing with you. And you can see, you know, as she's dipping her hand into your river, she's starting to do this swirly twirly motion. So she essentially starts rotating her hand, you know, moving her hand in a circular motion in a clockwise direction. So she's doing the soft circles, right kind of like in the surface of the water. And then like she kind of like drops her hand in a little bit deeper enough so that her full hand is submerged, right? You can only see her wrist. And then she does the same swirling, twirling emotion in a circular fashion underneath the surface of that river. And as she does that, it's almost like as if through magic, the dark waters are starting to cleanse themselves. It's like she's bringing her with herself the purest form of like milky white energy of motherly love and devotion and nurturing and compassion. And she completely transcends all the darkness and dirt and debris and stuck energies and blockages from your dark river and from the motions of her hands you can see that that river is being completely cleared it's being completely cleared of all darkness and it's turning into this white 
beautiful serene <clears throat> river that is full of flow and abundance and all kinds of goodness and as she's done <clears throat> as she's done with this you will see that you know the hand starts tra traveling upwards you know back into the sky and then the sky just closes closes down you know and then essentially uh, it's as if nothing has happened but now as you're looking at the two rivers there is no blackness anymore there's just white on the left and white on the right and so as such you can bring the two together and have them join into one stream of goodness whiteness with much gratitude to the great mother and her sacrifice i would like you to place your hands on your heart center right now and join me in true gratitude from the great mother that chose to help us clean and clear the lineages on planet earth today like I said, she doesn't do that often. And so we're really, really grateful that she chose to do that for us today. Thank you, Mother. All right. Well, you know, we there are many ways to clean the lineage. But in this particular instance, this is about as good as it gets. This is about as good as it gets. So feel free to repeat the same meditation that I just gave you on the other side of your lineage. Even if your black river is like teeny tiny, right? You know, even if it's like 1% of your lineage, you're still going to benefit from it being 100% white. 100% white. And then I feel cold, actually. I feel cold to give you one more thing. To give you one more meditation. Because now that you have done the healing on both sides of your lineage, what you want to imagine is that there is, you want to imagine that there is a well of the energies from this river, like milky white energies, that is located right above your head, right? So you're standing, you're sitting down. There's a well of this white, beautiful energies that are so clean, so pristine, so divine at this point. And you want to imagine like the well is tilting a little bit and this beautiful water is starting to flow right onto the crown of your head, like the crown chakra into the tip of your head, essentially the top of your head, right? It's like flowing right on top of your head. And then it's starting to flow down on like towards the, the backside of your body, almost like as if it was like hair, you know, like how your hair is on the back, right? So it's starting to flow down um, your spinal cord. And as it flows down the spinal cord, watch how it uncorks, unpacks, unblocks every single chakra that you have with this beautiful river-like milk type divine energy and then allow that to go through every single chakra you know so you, you want to uh, have that go down you know essentially uh, enable it allow it to actually go through your third eye before you go down but then 
um, you know, the backside of your neck. So it hits your throat chakra, the back of your throat chakra. Um, enable it to heal the back of your heart chakra or the anti-chakras is how they call them. But I, I really just like to think of them as the backside of the chakra. Allow it to heal the backside of your solar plexus, your sacral, and your root chakra, right? All of these chakras. What this means is essentially it's healing all of the incoming energy. The backside of your chakras, not only does it represent the past, like your karmic past, it also represents the energy that you're drawing from your lineage. And then the front side of the chakras are representing the energy that you're giving away to your future and you're giving off to your children, right? But again, garbage in, garbage out. So you really want to make sure that with this milky, beautiful stream of water that, by the way, is endless, it doesn't end, that you're clearing away the backside of your chakras so that fully we're able to reset the past of you and the past of your lineage. We're not done yet. Imagine that this energy is looping around kind of like at the tailbone, like it's curving underneath your body and it's re-emerging on the front side of your body. And now this is going to be kind of like a Kundalini awakening without a Kundalini awakening. We're going to go up the stem from the same exact chakras, only the front of those chakras, right? With this white milky light. And as you're going from the root to the sacral to the solar plexus up chakra by chakra by chakra, you want to be cleaning them and clearing them with this beautiful white light. And as you're doing that, you're clearing away your future and your present, your emanations, your projections, your path. You're removing away any blockages, anything that may still be in the way of your success. Anything that may be in the way of you flowing as one with the rest of humanity and the rest of the universe. And you want to go up, 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 get into the heart center again, clean and clear, you know, as this beautiful, I, I think of it as almost like the river stream, right? That's traveling around your body in this loop fashion. And then you want to enable, you know, your throat center to be activated and healed and cleaned in that way and then your third eye from the front of your body as well and then that energy goes straight up straight back into the crown center the tip of your head and goes back and loops around and flows back into the same well right after like the beauty of this energy though is it never it always exists in its most perfect, pristine state. Like no matter how much healing, cleaning it, do it does, it never gets tarnished. It never gets sediment. It never gets any kind of distortion in its field. And that is the beauty of the energy of mother, um, the great mother, the, the great she. Her energies are able to purify themselves in real time that way they never get polluted or diluted um and so yeah that, that energy that goes back into the well is just as pure and just as clean as it was prior to our whole practice right 
I feel like there is one last question that I need to take. I did not expect to take that one, by the way. But I'm going with the flow here. I'm in complete surrender, as you might say. Apparently, there is something else that I need to tell you today. So I'm taking one last question. Speak now, forever hold your peace. About ancestry, please. <laughs> not anything random. Ancestry, ancestors, lineages. Go ahead. Ooh, I really love this question. I'm so glad you guys asked me. Okay, well, how could, how could I have possibly end the session without this wonderful question? Okay, now we're talking, you guys. Now we're talking. Again, like I said, I can talk about lineages till the cows come home. Your ears would fall off. I would still want to talk about lineages right now. Obviously, that's not our intention for ourselves or the universe. However, this beautiful soul, thank you very much for asking this question. She's saying, okay, she knows that she has this wonderful ancestor, right? That she really wants to be like. And she goes like, how can I be more connected to that one particular ancestor or draw from their strength or somehow, you know, maybe learn from them and she's talking about a deceased ancestor. So it's not like in this particular case that she just can call them up or whatever. By the way, by the way, each of you, whether you realize that or not, you have one ancestor. You can think of them as like a sponsoring entity of yours. That is like just such a perfect role model slash mentor slash donor for you that I couldn't even begin to tell you. And that is where, like, that is why I love the magic of ancestral lineages. And, you know, unfortunately, it's really been lost on planet Earth. Like, even in secret societies, they don't, they don't talk about lineages quite a lot. There are some, there are some tribal cultures that still preserve that um, knowledge, but not enough, in my opinion. And uh, unfortunately, in the Western society, there is very little ancestral magic left. So I really love when questions like that happen. Okay. Okay. I guarantee you there is one person in your lineage that is like a perfect, perfect, perfect donor for you. Or like a perfect, perfect soul for you to borrow from, learn from energetically, be supported by energetically. And you didn't even know it. And by the way, that person slash soul slash consciousness has been trying to contact you probably for years, sending you all kinds of messages that you were unaware of and, you know, failed essentially to connect because this is a free will-based universe in the same way that your spirit crystal or your totem crystal, your animal, whatever, or your plant cannot help you unless you proactively seek their help. Your ancestors cannot help you until you proactively seek their help either. Okay, two things we're going to do. First, we're going to locate that person for you within your lineage, the most optimal person, your forefather or foremother that is going to be curating you in this life. It's kind of like a higher self type of situation, only from your lineage, right? So it's another soul. That is going to be, you can think of them as a guardian angel, only instead of a guardian angel, it's like a guardian ancestor, if you will. Okay. 
I want you to imagine a straight line. And there I am. <laughs> you see, like I'm perpetuating uh, some of the misconceptions because I was the first one to tell you that you shouldn't think of lineages as a line. But it's okay. For this particular exercise, you can imagine the line. Imagine a line. It's a vertical line. Uh, and that line has dots on both sides of it. It has one dot on the left and one dot on the right. And then it has, like, as you go up that line, there are many, many, many dots. So essentially, I don't know how to best explain it. Yeah, it's just like a line. And then on both sides of it, it's two lines of dots, right? And then there are so many of them. Imagine that the line and all the dots are black. And now I want you to do like a scrolling motion. You guys, you, you all scroll Instagram, right? You like with your finger. You kind of know what a scrolling motion is. So in your, in your mind's eye, imagine like you're scrolling through your lineage. And then like you're scrolling and like you're really accelerating and then you just let go. And then you want that lineage to stop scrolling and show you an ancestor that is meant to be your guardian ancestor or your sponsoring ancestor for this incarnation, the one that you can learn the most from, the one whose input you require the most. Keep scrolling, keep scrolling, right? Now let go and then it'll allow the universe to show you that one dot. Each dot, by the way, represents the ancestor and the line in the middle it, uh, represents your lineage, right? So the picture is going to slow down and it's going to be solidified around one of the dots. And this dot is going to start lighting up in gold. So every other point in that spectrum, every other dot is black. But this particular one is gold and it's starting to light up, light up, light up, light up. It's very beautiful, right? That is the ancestor you want to be working with. By the way, in this particular case, the ancestor selected you. It wasn't you that selected the ancestor. However, of course, according to the clusterization of energy principle, like attracts like. So you just attracted the perfect helper into your orbit. Okay. Imagine you're zooming into, like using your magnifying, you're zooming into that dot. And as you're zooming into that dot, you're noticing that it grows up and it's a person now. It's a human. What gender is this human? Are they female? Are they male? What else can you tell about them? Do you perhaps know their name? Can you ask them for their name? Look in their face, at their face, you know. Look at, you know, what clothing do they wear? Everything can be quite telling, you know. It could come to you as a particular archetype, you know. Their clothes, their hair, everything has a symbol. Everything is symbolic. You could, you know, if you feel cold, you can ask them a question or a few questions, you know, about them or you or any guidance, anything really in the moment. So feel free to open up the channel of communication. Imagine that there is a golden thread of light 
between their throat chakra and your throat chakra, between their third eye and your third eye, between their heart space and your heart space, between their solar plexus and your solar plexus, between their sacral and your sacral, between their root chakra and your root chakra. So like you're connected in all of these many, many, many levels. And because you're connected, you have a form and a way to communicate that is above and beyond words through feelings and through knowing. So feel free to ask your ancestor any question, but also feel free to start developing that relationship and start really benefiting from it. Now we're not done. You can pause this, by the way, you can pause this recording if you want to have a really good heart to heart conversation with that ancestor. I guarantee you, you can learn a lot about the past, present, and future of your lineage. Way more information that you could ever possibly know what to do with. However, this is not the, like, the epitome of this. Now, what I want you to do is imagine that you are turning your back to that ancestor. Bear with me. Bear with me. It sounds worse than it is, right? You just want to make sure that essentially they're facing you, but you're tur- turn, you turn around, right? Imagine, imagine. Right now, basically what we're doing is we're doing a full alignment exercise and we're doing the transfer of power exercise because this ancestor of yours has a lot of power and the way that it can pass up power onto you is through the the connection that it has with you in your um, in your back side, right? Again, the back is the ancestors, the front is the posterity, your children. Imagine that that guardian ancestor of yours is taking out both of his or her pawns or hands, right? And imagine that they're placing their left hand on your left shoulder blade. And they're placing their right hand on their on your right shoulder blade. So essentially, they're placing both of their palms to the two of your shoulder blades. And now notice how imagine that you in that particular in this particular ex- uh, exercise, you're lowering your head right to the ground, closing your eyes to concentrate. And they, quite on the contrary. Imagine that they're focusing their eye on the very bottom of your neck. There is, there is this um, vertebrae, the very bottom of your neck, that actually connects you to the matrix. It's like the one that protrudes all the time. It's kind of a, this annoying vertebrae. Uh, I shouldn't say that. It's a beautiful vertebrae. We're so grateful. Uh, now... Your ancestor, their eyes are going to be focused on that part, on the back of your spine, at the very base of your neck, on that, um, on that um, vertebrae. And then they're, imagine that they're sending you all of their power through their, their hands, right? They're sending you the power that they have, their gifts, their wisdom, all the goodness, everything that you've been missing. Imagine that they're sending all of that to you through their palms. And imagine that, you know, 
um, that energy is starting to travel into your body, right, through your shoulder blades. And as they're focusing on that vertebrae, it's almost like there is a triangle that's formed between that vertebrae at the base of your neck and their two hands. And like imagine how energy is starting to course through that triangle very, very quickly, right? Like it's almost like a heat wave. And imagine that that energy is being implanted in your body. Now imagine that that triangle is being multiplied by a million times. You know how you can like copy paste things on the computer? Now imagine that like the universe has just copy pasted that triangle. And as the universe has copy pasted that triangle, imagine that triangle, like this, all these baby, a million baby triangles are traveling all over your body. And imagine that they're depositing themselves in the places of your body that you require the help of this ancestor. And the answer is going to be very, very different. For some of you, it's going to be the brain. For others, it's going to be the heart center. Like, Or for some of you, it's just going to be the skin all over the place is going to be covered with these triangles. Allow these triangles, which would represent the constant flow of the energy of this particular ancestor, to be solidified and deposited in your body where you need them the most, in the way that they can serve you the best. And now, again, once again, place your hands on your heart center and give gratitude to this ancestor. Thank them for their work that they've been doing today, for their help, for their insight, for their love, for their willingness to assist you today, and for their willingness to assist you in your future as well. Gratitude is the big multiplier of that energy. And as you feed them with the energy of gratitude, they become stronger. This ancestor becomes stronger and they can feed you even more of that energy. So it's like you're closing the loop. And it's like a loop that a gift that keeps on giving. It's like a loop that reinforces itself. If you feel cold, you can turn around you can thank that ancestor again for working with you today. Now remember that you can always come back to this ancestor with any questions or any grievances or any type of assistance that you require. They have made a commitment to you. It is a sacred commitment. This is the commitment that they've made to you for the rest of your current incarnation. They are going to do their best to curate you, help you, send you gui guidance, Make sure that you don't get in, into any kind of bad circumstances that are unplanned, right? They're going to be there with you every step of the way, kind of like a guardian angel, right? And it is a sacred commitment that they've already made. So just be grateful for that commitment and understand that this is just the tip of the iceberg of the magic of the ancestors that I hope to share with you in many, many years to come that I will be doing this work. The magic of the ancestors is one of these foundational learnings, is one of these foundational disciplines that needs to come back to planet Earth because you guys are living on your own resources instead of the resources that are available to you that are bigger than yourself. And this is such a mess. It's such a mess. It was never supposed to be this way. It has only happened that way through 
essentially uh, the forgetting of the truth. Well, now the truth is back. And it's, it's going to be really, really hard to put the truth into the box and, and, and seal it away. So, yeah. I am excited for you to start working with the energies of your lineages. Like I said, I really love this work. I really love the magic and the potential that it brings and untaps. And I think and I know that each of you are going to start seeing real results for yourself doing this work. You know, certain things are just going to be a little bit easier. The lineages that don't have bad karma move faster. Bad things don't happen to these lineages. You're going to notice how not just you, but like your whole family is starting to experience more flow, more abundance, more good things coming to them, and a lot less of all kinds of unhappy occurrences. Yeah. It is my intention that you tap into your own potential as much as possible. That you unlock all of the things that can make the going of day in and day out on this planet easier for you. As always, I would like to thank the collective for the very insightful, for the very smart, for the beautiful questions that you've been asking today. And I want to thank you for your commitment to your own evolution as a soul. Thank you for tuning in today. Have a great day. Thank you so much for listening to Conversations with My Higher Self podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you have a suggestion for a topic we should explore in the future, please email us at hello at conversationswithmyhigherself.co. If you resonate with our message, please consider leaving us a review or sharing this episode with your friends. The world is going to be better off for it. With much love, Maria and Sergei.